What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of You Can't Do That Anymore, a new movie podcast where we look back at classic movies, current movies, and question whether or not they've aged well, if they're problematic, or have things that you could no longer do in the year 2020 and beyond. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me are my co-hosts, Anastasia Washington, Terrence Tatum, Terrence Tatum, Hello. Are you not? Oh. <laughs> we heard you that time. Oh, I gotcha. I don't like that he that I went first because then I couldn't be like Terrence. You've got that voice to just make people come. Not even just women, just people. I always like, say it, I feel so bad for anyone who listens to our podcast and has to hear my voice and then his voice together. <laughs> they hear your voice, they'd be like. Okay, that's a good chap. They hear Terrence's voice. They're like, oh my Jesus. Oh, Father God. God. Why does Terrence have a podcast with a 15 year old boy? Like, right, what, right. What type of Batman and Robin relationship do they got? Blake sounds like his young ward. Like. And we are joined today by a very good friend of ours and our special guest, Mr. Jay Washington from. Oh. Blurds in the Hood, the Mad Titan podcast, his professional wrestling, and his stand-up. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hi, I'm well. And there's also like nine other slashes that I told Blake, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, because people always like, yo, you got, what do I want to say? What do you want me to say for your intro? I'm like, let me tell you something. You better pick the simplest thing. Because if you ask me, there's a lot. Because I am fortunate to do a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to do that. But I don't need everybody to be like, all right, so here's his whole resume. And then you'll be like, well, thanks y'all for listening to the episode and it's all done. Like, <laughs> you my life. Understandable. I and think it's the reason why we got to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. That's you, right. Let me you, tell you, you something. The reason. <laughs> let me tell you something. So for those who don't know, Anastasia and I, we're, we've got super cool and super close since the first time we ever did uh, Screen Junkies together. Yeah. And like a lot of times when we have different projects, we'll hit the other up. I know she be super busy because I look up and she's on 90 different damn things every time I look up. So I'm she hit shows right now. See, see? <laughs> so she hit me up and was like, yo, we're doing this podcast about this, blah, blah, blah. Could you pick a movie and we'll rewatch it and we'll talk about it. So the first movie that came to my head off jump, I didn't even have to think about it. I said, yeah, weird science. And she was like, okay, I haven't seen that one. And I'm just reading the message like, oh, just you wait. <laughs> so oh, I was like, oh, just you wait. Because I knew all it takes is the first <laughs> 10 minutes of weird science. Not even 10, first, the opening scene. The opening scene of that movie, you'd be like, where they're practically scratching their balls, but they're not scratching their While balls. While watching While a staring, girl's gym class. Yeah, staring at a gym class. I was like, well, this is already uncomfortable. I don't like any of this. <laughs> oh, all, yeah. And it was all back shots. It wasn't even like you were just looking up. It was making sure the camera made sure you saw all these quote unquote high school girls in the most sexual of man manners. Like you need to see this set in the fictional town of Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, this was the third directed John Hughes movie after The Breakfast Club, so I feel like he knew better. There were better movies before. There were better movies after. Well, I was hoping it was in the beginning of his career, but we... we no. It, it feels like it's his first Trading movie. Places, The Breakfast Club, 
weird science. <laughs> like it, it feels like he went off on a weekend with half the lights he's ever had for a movie. Only ever put the the camera on sticks and just was like, I've got an idea. I don't know. We'll see. They want me to make this thing. But what was the first exposure you guys had to this movie? And did you like it at that time? Um, you gotta ask me, yeah, why? Because at the time the movie came out, when I first saw it, I was like a six, seven-year-old little boy. And like, I have these little boy, like I was a little boy who loved seeing women. And so I'm seeing teenage girls, not just grown women. I'm like, oh my God. And then you make a woman, right? <laughs> you, you made, yes, ladies and gentlemen, they make a woman, okay? And like, then- Like it, ordering a pizza, so easy. <laughs> oh no, they actually, no, we forget about the best part. They hijacked the government to do it. Like they literally break into the military to make a woman. And who and knew I'm that watching, the military could do that? Well, back in the day, that's when the internet was those rotary wheels. Like that's what it was in, in the 80s. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, this is just crazy. Because all this crazy shit, and it's like, this is crazy yet sexy, yet I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. Like, I think I'm sneaking watching this. Yeah, that's what happened with me. Like, I also, I was like four or five when this first dropped. So by the time it started rotating on USA, I was like six or seven. And I, I, I saw it, I never watched the movie in its entirety till now, but I remember watching parts of it and I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing this. And I was just kind of like, just like, this ain't for me. I liked what I saw, but I knew I probably shouldn't be watching this. Yet. My parents might be around. So I got I to gotta cut this off. What I was more aware of was because in the 90s, they did a TV show version of this movie. So mm -hmm. I was more aware of that than I was the film because I remember that woman, not Kelly LeBrock. Now I'm seeing this movie. I, I wish I had seen it with a younger guy. I probably would have grown up a little bit more faster because I was like, man, Kelly LeBrock, this girl, is, this is okay. But... And she had a baby with Steven Seagal. A baby. Three babies. Three. Three babies ago. Yeah. Which yeah, lets I'm, me know Kelly LeBrock makes real questionable decisions in her life. <laughs> like she already did the woman in red. So that was kind of a, you know, put her on a pedestal and she was a model. So what she played in weird science was right in the vein of everything she had already done. Right. But when you see she was married to Steven Seagal, <laughs> fat yeah. bloated Elvis, Steven Seagal had three men, three kids with that man. Mm-hmm. No, and y'all stayed married for a while. Wow. You can't tell me that was just love. That's called, you know what? Fuck it. That's what that was. That wasn't love. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen relationships like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all had a like, huh, well, what else am I doing situation or two? <laughs> well, this is a pandemic, right? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anastasia, how about you? You recently like me, just rediscovered or discovered the movie? Yeah, I, so I watched it a couple days ago. I forced my mom to watch it with me. Oh, you did that to your mama too? Yeah, Damn. I did. Yeah, I did. You know, <laughs> uh, if she made me watch God with the Wind my whole life, I could make her watch Weird Oh, Things. that is, that, that is, first of all, that is torture <laughs> for a biracial kid because you don't know how to feel. I don't. I was very confused. Um, you watch a girl with the wind like, ha, ha, they pulling you <laughs> I can do a really good prissy impression. Really, really. Oh, God. Um, that's not going to come in handy any time in my life. Um, but <laughs> um, I do remember seeing clips of it when I was a kid and stuff like that and not caring at all. Because um, I don't know if you know this, but I am a female that is um, into men. 
Word. Yeah. This yeah, there's not a lot the same effect. there for you. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, that was... movie is not meant for women and to dudes. If you're no. looking for dudes to, to oogle, unless yeah. you call yourself oogling over, uh, what's old boy name that was with Robert Downey? <laughs> Oh, what is his name? Hold on, I'm about to find out right the hell now while y'all talk. I did. Uh, I did dress up like uh, Kelly LeBrock in Weird Science for a party once for oh, my boyfriend in college. So that's Ron that's Russler. It. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Oh no, sorry go ahead. That's Ron Russler. And the reason I kept trying to be like, I couldn't remember where I could put his freaking face to where I seen him before. Anastasia, you should know this as a horror fan. That's Grady from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so we That's found great. something for Anastasia to like in the movie. The point That's Grady gone. from Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. should have been something I like, but he looks so strange. And I just this is before the drugs and the cocaine. Very rad. Like the drugs probably looks like it fixed him because he was very emo. I don't know what was going on with Rob in this one. There was a lot going on. <laughs> and so it just wasn't like my thing. Um, I wasn't into it. Uh, I didn't care. I think I saw it in college again to get outfit ideas to dress up for my boyfriend. And then this was the first time I like watched it all the way through. And um, yeah, I thought I was an LSD um, mm -hmm. and not like in a good way. Like somebody maybe slipped yeah. me some LSD. There were so many things that I had to question. It. I was like, wait, yeah. did the walls just turn blue? Did I miss something? Like what the What's going so, on? So yeah, turning blue was like the least like when a mm. guy turns into a giant piece of shit. Like it turns into a it turns into yeah. a, a compressed job of the hood. Now yeah. do y'all understand how fucked up that is to say job of the hood already looks terrible? <laughs> a compressed job of the hood, like yeah, I imagine he looks like what the old turtles costumes will erode into in another <laughs> twenty or thirty years. That that's probably where we'll get. Uh, I just saw it for the first time for this podcast and had the same reaction we all did. I'm amazed this was a classic. I felt like I was on a terrible strand of weed. Yeah. And it astounded me that they just kept piling on very confusing and non-cohesive themes we're constantly like trading women as currency. There's a whole scene where Robert Downey and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 boy are like, well, we'll let you have our two girls for a shot at your perfect woman. As if they have Pokemon cards. I don't understand. <laughs> but again, it's like if, you, if you're looking at it, and I said that, I think I said this right before we started recording, that was the 80s in itself with film. You know, it was what we consider questionable and like hell no now those were like yo do it it was mm -hmm. one of those just it's written in the script the only thing you might need to change is dialogue a little to make it a little bit cohesive not to take out the what would be perceived as offensive you know what i'm saying because it wasn't offensive back then speaking of which the one thing that i was like what is this doing in this movie anthony michael hall goes on a good 15 to 20 minute ethnic affectation oh, black man. Oh. What is happening right now? Yeah, let me tell you what the bitch did to me. You know what I'm oh no. Little bitch, he was, first of all, no one paid attention to the fact he's like, the bitch was 13 with big titties. And then, and the, then, the, and then the dudes was like, what about the 13 year old titties? I'm like, why is, why is this Yo. old man talking about this 13 year old? 
now. So this is what happened. So the bitch bitch me me in the nuts. That's all. You know what I'm talking And if y'all think I'm joking about this voice, that is no. the exact voice that Anthony Michael Hall oh. makes in the movie. Oh, so the bitch, she was out there. The bitch was skipping. You know what I'm saying? I loved her. It was like, Nobody continues doing it after the bar scene. So for a minute, I looked at my roommate. I was like, is this just how he sounds? And if if this is a horrible accident? Or like, were they just having too much fun on set? And we're like, just keep doing the voice. It's great. It's insane. I kind of want to know the conversation of like telling this teenage boy that he's going to have to do this. And like, what, what, what kind of coaching? What kind of moment was this? And I want to know, but I also don't because I'm scared. <laughs> I, I want to raise my hand for this one. I'll tell, you, tell you exactly how this went without even being there. For those of us who are listening or those of us on here right now who have been on actual sets acting, this even again, we're talking the 80s. You got John Hughes who wrote and directed this movie going, so look, the scene is Gary's in this, the, he's in this bar, he's with these older black guys and they talk jive and everything. And because he's with them, we want you to kind of talk jive, do your version of jive, you know what I'm saying, bro? She hit me, man, shit like that. I'm guaranteed fucking 10, that's what it was. Yeah, and then the camera started rolling and he did that and they were like, well, shit, we've gone too far. Please just let him go. Do you think they said that? No, I don't think they said we've gone too far. No, no, back then they were like, that's You know perfect. they didn't. They were probably like, you could probably go further. No, what they probably would know, I'm pretty sure they was like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. Listen, yeah. we know the scene is over and you're still drunk, but can you continue to do the voice when you're at home? Yeah, when you see your brother, we still want you to talk just like that. Like just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh it's amazing that that, it's amazing now that that made it in. At the time, it, I could definitely see, you're right, somebody on set just having this idea of like, well, it's not even offensive, it's just an accent. And it's like, well, no, that's, that's the offensive side of it, is the, the whole premise of what you're doing. But the problem is, who, offensive to who then? You get what I'm saying? Because we can go back to Welcome Back, Cotter in, in the 70s TV show. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, and I bring we bring I bring that up because those stereotypes, those voices, those character caricatures were all normalized. So there was no it's offensive. You get what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not defending it now, but back then it was defended as fuck are you mad for? That's literally right. how they did it. Like, what would you be mad for? What right. is it to be how, mad at? It was normal. Talk. Right, like that's how y'all talk. So like, that's how y'all talk. And then, but then you would have the black people who go like that. They'd be like, "Oh, you talk so well. You speak so exactly." Because you would have the black people who did talk like that for real would just be like, "Yeah, we do talk like this shit sometimes, man." Like they would embrace it, and so it would be okay. So there was no such thing as it offended unless you really look. He said, they say the word faggots in that movie more than a little bit. I was like, am I listening to an OM album? Like, what is happening right now? (laughs) The only thing that would have made it offensive had he actually said the N-word. Do you understand? That's how far they went until you can consider something offensive. They did pretty much everything that by standards now, that movie would have never been allowed to come out. Mm -hmm. But the only thing they didn't do, the only thing they didn't do was use the N-word. And I guarantee in the scene we talking about in that bar with those black people, 
He probably if I'm if anything is edited, a nigga please is oh, er- edited. Is, yeah, I was like, there's one. A nigga please is please. edited. Right. Oh, a nigga my please Lord. from Anthony Michael Hall is edited. Oh no. He was he was he was feeling good. About I mean, life. bitch, talking about a thirteen-year-old girl as a bitch and her titties is and then pretty... the grown men jumping in like, yeah, what, what about the bitch with the big titties. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. Because when you have got boys of a certain age talking about the people they're into of that same age, you're like, well, that's he's got a crush and he's just mm-hmm. being an idiot about it. It's when right. you have like adults then being like, well, what happened to that girl? And you're like, well, now we're on some fucking Epstein shit. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the doing? whole thing with Kelly LeBron's character too. Like, it just every time she interacts with him, you're like, hmm. There's something wrong. Well, there's. Did she meet Gary's father? I think it's Gary's parents. And and his mother be like, you ain't and don't go to school with him. She was like, do I look like I go to school? Right. Oh. And you mean the scene where she where... pulls a gun on his parents? Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, this movie had the logic. in a closet. Of, yeah, this this movie had like old school Looney Tunes logic of we can just pull whatever we want out whenever we want. There's always a button that'll turn the world back and this technology just exists. There's no like thing that makes it happen. They're not like we have to go get this little magic whatever. There's no background of being an inventor like in Flubber. They just have an idea to make a perfect woman and are capable of doing it. But also, you got to remember, they get the inspiration from watching Frankenstein. The recolorized Frankenstein, the recolorized. which is just awful. Not good. Like, I, not good. When you look at it in color, you're like, yo, just keep that shit in black why and white. Yeah, yeah like, don't do that. Like, why just, do we need that? We don't need also, that. Where but did they get the Barbie and the bras from? None of them had That's the number one question no one is able to ever <gasps> answer. There are no women movie. in that house. The mom's gone. Like, how do you have so many bras? And then more people get some out of nowhere. I'm like, how are four bras now? Unless those are his mom's bras. That's yeah. the only thing that can just and well, his mama owns Barbie. That is the next question. Well, yeah. Well, look, as a 31 year old with a lot of action figures himself, I believe that Barbie? an adult mom might you have, have a, a Barbie? Barbie. I don't have a Barbie. Barbie. All right. Because that's the only thing. Like, like, look, the mom owns nothing but white bras, which is really weird. Also, like <laughs> white people. No. She's not fashion forward. She's white. She, <laughs> she's hella white. If she got nothing but white bras, like you ain't even got a black one for a cocktail dress, like. But the fact the Barbie comes in, and if you remember later on when they were trying to do it again to make another Lisa for Max and old boy, they were like, we forgot the doll. Like, there was another doll on standby they were going to use. Well, that was my first weird question about this movie, was I was, am I in some Ryan Murphy script where everyone's in a thruple and they've just made one girl for the two of them that they're going to share? Or are they trying to make a genie? Like, No, that was supposed to be a threesome. It wasn't until Lisa takes Wyatt's virginity. Remember, she actually fucks him. We don't see it, but she tells him that morning in the kitchen when she making breakfast, she was like, this stress is messing up your sexual life. You fell asleep while I was doing my gymnastics. So Lisa put it on him. <laughs> she, was made, she was made to teach them about sex. Right. She was literally created to teach them about sex. That now you thought it would just be in lessons, not in lessons. Right. Like, 
I yeah. mean, I mean, there's books for that. You don't need a grown the woman. The sex ed in the North Shore of Illinois, <laughs> I can tell you, Anastasia, is not great. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, the very first thing she does when she becomes to life is take a shower for them. I was like, wait, so these guys are just watching her shower. This is yeah. with clothes on. Like, all of this is bizarre. None right. of this. She sense. says it. She even keeps saying it. You all created me. So she knows, for lack of better words, she knows what her purpose is. Yeah. If you think I mean, about I it. I guess that's nice to know your purpose in life, but no. Well, because remember, <laughs> she says, I did, because I get, <laughs> but she says it. I, she says, I didn't exist until y'all created me. She makes sure she, she lets them know because they like, wait, what the fuck happened? She's like, I didn't exist. So her purpose has been created to make life better for them, whatever that and means. And then she leaves and then goes, because she gives them secret. confidence. The right. big lie about this movie is that it's about gaining confidence. You gain confidence by making a woman that will do anything sexually that you well, want? That's the weird part about she her. She makes your wildest dreams come true. Yeah, like the, she kind of does like almost the Aladdin genie type thing where it's like, no, no, you don't really need me. Right. The power is in you. And once you learn that, that's why she summons Mad Max to show up and break in to be like, "What the, the guy from the, the hills have eyes?" Have eyes that going going right the, that's the guy Again, from the The dude who ended up playing Bennett in Commando and later played Rancic in Power Rangers. Uh, what you want? Time Force. Like that's him. But we forget the name of this movie though. Weird Science. That's the whole purpose. That's why when you sit there saying like some things aren't create cohesive, again, when you pitch this movie, everything just randomly happens. It's all because of Lisa. It's not really just the real, you know what I'm saying? If, if Lisa's not here, none of this happens. It's a normal, boring movie. She makes all this shit happen because for some reason, the government gives this chick magic power. Yeah, she can grant wishes. As if the government would give women that much power. Come on now. That's stupid. That's dumb. So I was like, so what is she going to do this for the whole gym full of boys at the end? Like, she's just going to be like, hey, guys. Well, you know, she starts the first OnlyFans and just it's in a gym class and they have to come and see her and she's going to teach them everything they need. It's going to be weird when your teacher... Shower scene. But it's weird when she be like, yo, the gym teacher been 32 for 27 years. Y'all ain't... I can't imagine the school system complaining. I don't feel like the principal is going to be like, I don't know, man. She just stays like this the whole time. Because everyone knows that she's a genie. Like, they go to this party and are just like, she's got powers. I don't know. And everyone just takes it at face value. Well, because Lisa makes herself... The thing is, Kelly DeBrock's character, Lisa, she can make anything she needs. Like, she gave the two of the boys, Wyatt and Gary, fake IDs, fake licenses that said they were 21. So guaranteed, she can put in a system that she exists and she was born. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like everybody like, oh, well, we can't check and see. We There's no record of her. Yes, there is. You know what I'm saying? She can do all that. She made Did cars. you see those IDs? Like, they were the easiest to forge in the world. I could And those were that. printed and straight laminated. That was like, take a picture, type this up, laminate, and go. <laughs> so this is one of the first movies we've done that I feel like is problematic on concept. It's about creating a perfect person, a perfect woman specifically. Mm-hmm. Ken, do you think you can tell a story like this 
without it having these kind of ingrained issues and just the concept of a, what a perfect person is? Or is this always going to be a little like, oh, I don't know. They've just, because, you know, you don't need the images of the boobs growing bigger and smaller and then being like, that's it. Like it's a Oblivion character creator, but. And by the way, I take offense to that whole scene when he's like, more than a handful is too much. I'm like, I'm going to slap you in the face in my movie. First like, of all, right I'm let you, but again, how dare you, but No, sir. we're talking about a 16-year-old, 16, 17-year-old, however they're supposed to be, who gets drunk and talks about the 13-year-old bitch with big titties. Like, remember what he talks about. But I think to, to go to your, th your point, Blake, they would remake that, but they would tailor it. I, I look, we've seen movies be remade. Planes, trains, and automobiles is getting remade, okay? If that can be remade, anything can. You know, but I see, like, it's, it's you create the perfect person, but the such thing, you find out there's no such thing as the perfect person. Yeah, so I think the story can be told again. I just think that if you remade it, you'd have to t uh, tie it up and give it a better conclusion. This movie just sort of ended. Yeah. There was no real lesson learned. I think the, the idea now would be like, yes, you have to have a better through line. Oh, of Terrence, there was a lesson, remember, when he was like, I don't, I'm just not this person. And she was like, it's okay, whoever you are, I like it. Which is so weird to me because about five minutes ago she was like, I can't stand she you like, and I don't want to be. No, yeah. Terrence, five minutes before that, she had a boyfriend. <laughs> These <laughs> and what Wait. a woman's worth without a man. No, remember when they were gonna break up with the two of them in the mall after they poured the icy on? That's them? right. And and the blonde one was like, Well, if we break up with them, we'll be in a social coma. We won't go to parties. And so that was the rationale to be like, we give you another chance. Even though the it. other the other one was like, yeah, it's been three months. They made it seem like it's been three years. It's been three months. And like, yeah, no one seems to care. Both of these guys are even upstairs being like, well, we'll trade them. We'll trade them to you yeah. for, for whatever goods and services you might have. We want to try with this perfect woman. And everyone concedes that she's perfect. There's not one person at the party who's like, she's not my type. Not Even it. the other women are like, but every time I look at her, she's beautiful. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Anastasia's face through all this. Like, because Anastasia's face is like, she just has this confused the fuck and anger look all at once. <laughs> like, that's literally how you describe it. It's just like, just like I don't know what to say about this like, anymore. It's just very frustrating. <laughs> well, again, so it, it, it is. But I, again, it, it's so, like you said, the, the purpose is, can they make this now? They can't make that now, that exact movie. Le Matter of fact, Lisa can't be made unless, if she is made, when she comes out because of technology, She's a feminist. You get what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden you got her in a halter top and some panties. She like, I need a shirt and some, you know, pants and some shorts or something like that. Like she changes her clothes. The fact, the best part of this is the best part of all this to me is when they were creating Lisa, they used actual pictures of Kelly LeBrock. It wasn't random women. It was, was like, wait, what? They do that a lot. The pilot of the show, they justified being able to do the magic because they saw it in a John Hughes movie, yeah. implying that weird science exists in the weird in science the universe. Right. Which would be but like if you find pictures of the person you wanted to look like, but again, I mean, 
Ugh. I'm here for the horror movie where they make the perfect woman and she has to go kill the woman she's modeled after. I will watch oh, that movie. Yo, yes. I would watch that movie. That would I would make that, I would try to write that movie right now. Like it just said, it starts off so funny and beautiful. Like it starts off the exact same way Weird Science does. Like nothing changes, all the problematic shit happens, right? They make her and all of a sudden you're like, you molded me after her. There can't be two of us in this world. You're like, wait, wait, excuse me? (laughs) She's like, I have to terminate this. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the point. You're here for us. No. I have to make sure that's not, not a problem. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. You got to stop. And then she's like, you can't stop me and turn them into shit. They're like, oh, shit. Literal <laughs> shit. Like, because then the dialogue becomes the bitch we created and got out of control. Like, how do you just do that? Because that's actual dialogue you type. We create this bitch that we can't control. And then she hears them, oh, I'm a bitch. You see what I'm saying? And it goes wild. Because she hears them now. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm the bitch you created. Now this bitch for the show you. Now you got them calling the government like, look, so I know this was a federal offense. But we kind of broke into y'all secret military files. And we made a woman. Oops. Here's the problem. Again? Oh my god, these crazy kids keep making women. (laughs) The best part is that it makes whatever there's there. They make a missile. I don't know why this movie didn't end with them just having a Willy Wonka factory where they can do anything and are rich and powerful. That's that's so true because they didn't take the logic and do anything good with it. But also, I don't really mind that we don't know how they do it because the, the, listen, the science doesn't really exist, Blake what yeah like you can't literally do this and make a woman so it's like we aren't experts in how they're gonna make it so i don't need to see the sausage being made i do have a question (laughs) i want to know this is the one thing so i I, again i grew up watching this crazy ass movie and when i recommended i rewatched it again we know they tapped into the computer put the phone on the old version of the internet right Mm -hmm. what the fuck was all the circuitry they were connecting to I, yeah, I was like, what, what, where are these wires leading to? Like, none that's of what, because yeah. that had to lead that to something little... that, that to the next things. Yeah, but what was it connect? Like, you can't tell me that was just straight to the computer. That was something else. Like, there's some poggers and chunk in this movie. I mean, it really shows you what the suspension of disbelief used to be. And now a movie comes out and we're like, well, what do you mean they can't find their car? Just click the button twice and it'll honk. This movie doesn't make sense. And in the are 80s, we were like, about, are you ruining, make dude, people? where's my car for me? Oh, are I'll ruin that. Dude, where's my car for me? Should have been able to find that car. Not that hard. Have a low jack. I don't know what to tell you. That technology was there. Look, who, look, I understand people like, look, they made a woman. That we know now that's wrong. It's always been wrong. However, she gave them Porsches, okay? She, she didn't give them, them, she didn't give them regular cars. Yeah, he gave the portion, which by by eighty standards of money, <laughs> were dumbass expensive, yeah. and they just with no license, which mm-hmm. she just thought was okay. And they just whipping them around town like how fast to are you it. going? Probably thirty. <laughs> Family, am I right? <laughs> like, I will say though, I, I understand why it 
worked in the 80s. Not even from a, like all these problems that weren't really problems then, even though they were, but we didn't really talk about them. But this is a, a relatable idea to like younger audiences of making something that fits your idea of perfection that can then grant wishes. Anastasia's nodding as if and never in her life she's been like, that's what a perfect thing would be. <laughs> No, I've just never been like, I hope that I can make this perfect thing. I just, I've not well, had wish this fulfillment in it. that you have. So let me ask a question. Let's flip it real quick. Let's flip it real fast. Let's okay, say we're they made this, Let's say they made this exact same movie. Mm-hmm. But this time, it's women making a dude. Yeah. I think they'd have to almost. Like, we don't want to Because again, because basically, I, I mean, I hate to use a comparison like this. Because, I mean, I hate to use it the exact, but if you look at Superbad and Booksmart, they're pretty much the same thing flipped, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and contrast, they're pretty much. So they flipped it now, and it's two girls make a dude. Every woman, when they watch this, is like, what they going to make the dick size? Like, that's one of the number. Does he listen? Is he going to listen? Does he do chores? What's his dick size? Well, What's- I assume that the dick would be able to change to whatever the woman wants. It's technology. Well, because the dick would be like the breast were in this one. Like, all of a sudden, she's making a dick. <laughs> How long is the penis? Well, we lost it off the screen. We kept stretching it out so Do you remember far. that scene in the Watchmen show with Dr. Manhattan? It's like, gonna be one of those. <laughs> uh, I'll just tell y'all, wait till you see the boys season two. Like, <laughs> there's something in that you're gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you try to, when you rationalize, like, can they make it? And would it be justified if it was flipped? Yeah, because no. I think that's an honest that's an honest question though. Sort of like what women like what women want, what men want. Like yes. That would be is it really justified funny. if it's flipped? Right. Well, we know the again concept is to create a person or to own a person or to have a person. Like that to me, well, I well, don't understand. I don't well, like But that's it. the thing though. They <laughs> technically even know they don't own her. All it is, they they know that. They know like she can go whenever she wants, but they created her. That's it. So again, the concept of I create, we created a dude, right? And now he's terrorizing a lot. First of all, they just shot the shit out of him if they could have, because they found out, yo, there's a dude just making shit appear. But then they would guarantee cast somebody like a Zac Efron. So even though he's making shit appear, everybody's in love with him. You know, everybody's like, he's so hot though. Like, yeah, but he's Fucking the whole store. He is terrorizing. Like, <laughs> Someone just shot through the roof, through the chimney a second ago. <laughs> What's happening right is, now? Like, if you were to make it now and you were to make it male, right? There's so many things, like, as a screenwriter, I have to think about for my script to, to be, you know, just like generally, uh, I almost said swallowed by the audience, but that's what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So you have to think. Okay, so. Are these two women white that are making him? No, you got a white girl and a biracial girl because they're not okay, going to be right. and, uh, and the man, what race is he? Right, because that's going to be a big right. question. They make a movie. I, I imagine <laughs> you get into some emperor's clothes and everyone just sees what they want to no, see now. No, because what, no, no. what Anastasia means is you're not going to make no white dude with his dick to his ankle. You're just not going to do well, no, I don't think there's anybody alive right now who has any idea that a white person would be perfect. You can't do it. White dude with his dick and his Jordan, stop us, so y'all feel like hooping? No. <laughs> also, just 
like making those choices on screen, like saying those things out loud. What 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 does he sound like? What is, like that is how big so are the balls? Like, <laughs> it's got to be a good ball to dick ratio. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's a white dude, look like Zach Efron, but sound like Keith David. Like, do you understand? <laughs> I just so. Oh. Oh, yeah. And the, and the reference they used to make him sound like Keith David is they put in pictures of Goliath from Gargoyles. <laughs> they don't use actual pictures of Keith David. <laughs> All right. So we now have two great pitches for Weird Science 2. We flip it with the mail, and then we do the horror one. We've got two great ideas. I'm all about it. Listen, I don't have the patience to make my own mail. I just want to find one out in the wild and domesticate them. That's what I want to do. I don't want to create them. You gotta. Do you have a? Do you have a, like a, a mating call for a wild dude? Just like right. It's a text message. I have pot and I baked and I'm you naked. Mo- you said it, Mark. emoji question. I mark. almost got up to leave right when she said that. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm. A, I don't even know where I would go. I don't need to create life. I don't need to create my man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But so you know then, what? You make that concept if you want. You do it. And I think this is probably mostly for Jay. Do you still enjoy the movie now, despite these problems? So I'm I'm a, I'm a weird breed, and I say that because I'll watch something now, knowing how weird or trash it is, and all I'll do is laugh because I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, because when you again, I'm a grown man now watching this, and I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, in comparison, there's a movie called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's by the same director of The Lobster. I was in the theater watching The Killing of a Sacred Deer in tears laughing loud through the whole movie. People were upset at me because I kept laughing because I'm like, this is so stupid. So my my humor is like, this is just dumb. That's why I'm laughing because of the stupidity of it. Because you watch it again. Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, excuse me, he extorts his brother for only $175. Also, Bill Paxton has loved to show his butt since the beginning of time. Oh, that's I know he has passed. He has passed. Oh, Paxton ass. Like, it's, like, it's like all through big love, we just saw his ass constantly. 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 He's just like, like I'm going to sure, And, then my and you never got Kelly LeBrock. That, that's <laughs> the only event. We never got Kelly LeBrock naked naked. Yeah. Like when you think about it, we mm-hmm. saw like her back taking a shower. Which you didn't even see her butt. It's super rare for an '80s film for her, like for that to actually. Not well, happen. you it's see somebody movie. else fully naked. They fly that naked the girl out the chimney. Yeah, they do fly the she goes through and bottoms and shit. Like what? about being in the movie do you think she's like hey have you ever seen where's I-, <laughs> I was the I, one who had her clothes stripped off thrown out of a chimney and landed in some body of water that was me i did that i want to know who wrote this line and i quote no offense taken all right so this is the part where we shoot the bitch out the chimney <laughs> like who put that part Audition for a role of bitch being sucked through. Shout out to 
Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm here to play bitch. Shout out the chimney number two. Number two? What? It's supposed to be multiple? <laughs> Even in the North Shore, a house with two chimneys is unrealistic. Even by John Hughes' house standards. Shout out to the, the couch go through the gazebo, which again, we forget this biggest part. Yes, it's fucked up. They create a girl and they're dorks. But uh, from what you can tell, Wyatt is rich. Like, he is rich. A lot. Like, he is rich as fuck. Like, the house, even before she changed it, it was. Is the craziest part looking back at any John Hughes movie, and I grew up in Chicago and on the North Shore, so I, I've seen this too is just like how normal they have these like giant mansions and these kids are just low key rich as hell. There's no reason for any of them to have all this money. It's Chicago than I was, I was shown from my dad. <laughs> like my dad's well, no, Chicago is, is very that's different. The thing. They, they that's the crazy part about it. So all John Hughes' direct movies are in a fictional town of Shermer, Illinois. That's not a real town. It but, is the road Glenbrook North is on where he went to high school. <laughs> That's, that's what it is. But the town itself doesn't exist. But what he would do was always reference Chicago. So like there's so many Chicago monuments, pictures, all these things around the town, but it's not technically Chicago. So it's a suburb that has one bar where all the old black people clearly go to because that's the only time you really see black people in this whole movie. <laughs> typically playing that one That's the black thing, like, woman that like ran in the party and i was like where, oh, where did they this was see again that was somebody going uh did y'all pay attention to this whole movie <laughs> we ain't had another black person in this bitch since after we did all that racist shit at the top we ain't had another one back over here <laughs> this shit at the bar with the big titties and the 13 year old we need another black person like just what? have a running just have a running just have a black chick run just have a run just have a run all right. You're oh. well. I would like to say to the three of you, you're welcome. You're welcome for having to watch this. You're welcome. I mean, the, Jay, the craziest Jay, part I, about I, it, I laughed. There were parts I laughed at. So, so before you got on the call, Jay, I got I, my wife. I was watching it, and my wife was in the other room, and she overheard it. And she said, "Oh, are you watching Weird Science? I used to watch this all the time when I was a kid. I loved it." And then she went to sleep, and I watched the rest of the movie. I woke up the next morning. I was like, "What the?" fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> how, how, was this your, how was this your movie? What are you talking about? You're welcome. <laughs> and, and Anastasia, tell your mama, you're welcome. Because <laughs> your mama watched it too. My mom's like, am I on LSD? <laughs> Why did this get made? You're, you're welcome. <laughs> well, guys, that... That is Weird Science, a movie with a better song than a movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, Danny. Danny, you did one. The theme song in a whole movie is the best. Weird Science. Like, you jam, you still, I still jam to the intro and outro music, okay? Right? It's my creation. But it's it great. Real. It's great. I think you play at every Comic Con. You know, it's all good. Oh, of course. And Gary, everywhere on the floor, somebody's playing Weird Science. And people are like, yo, this is dope. Clearly, the entire generation that's dancing to it has no Not idea about the movie. And when we slow it down for our horror trailer, like they have these other great songs. Weird science. It's who gonna kills be. the people who created. Like what? Wait, that's the next Jordan Peele one. There you go. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my God! Okay, wait before you. Oh my God, Anastasia, listen. 
<laughs> this is bad. Okay, two white girls, right? They okay. they've been seeing all. They don't understand all the shit that's going on in the world, so they create a black friend. <laughs> that poor poor black friend. I am that black friend for so many people. No, no, no. But look, they create the black friend off of everything they've seen. They only have been ex- exposed to in TV and films. Like they don't know a real black person, so they create a black person, oh and God. all of a sudden, <laughs> she. Because she can remember the whole part of Lisa is she is constantly learning, right? She is constantly learning. So the black chick they create, she learns about slavery and she's learning what goes on currently and then she goes crazy. <laughs> I mean, I watch it and star in it, but come on. <laughs> Blake has been sitting back in horror thinking, like, when you said Jordan Peele, that's what literally made me think about this. You know, and Jordan Peele would make it because us biracial creators, we got some shit to get through. Just sitting there crying and clapping, just sitting there crying and clapping like Anastasia Wolf. I've been afraid. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh my God. Incredible. The only podcast with not one, not two, but three great weird science reboot ideas. This has been the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us across all of our social media platforms simply by searching You Can't Do That Anymore. I'm at, as always, Blake. Anastasia's at Anastasia W. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Jay, where can the good people find you? Twitter, Instagram at Mr. J Washington, M R J A Y. If you don't know how to spell Washington, you shouldn't even be listening to this show. One of the hosts' last name is Washington. Like, fuck, you get confused from like, how does he spell that Washington? Is it different? What other way would you spell it? Blurs in the Hood every Tuesday, live, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Blurs in the Hood. Myself and Winston A. Marshall, we cover everything from pop culture, entertainment, real world stuff. It's two blurs, and the show is unapologetically black. We make no, we tell you every week, if you think you for the dot here some black shit, well, you might want to log off. Uh, but that, the Mad Titan podcast, like Blake said earlier, everything else, like I said, just follow my social medias and I'll post everything. Great. And if you want more of us, Terrence and I do Hollywood Already Did It, another movie podcast about reboots, remakes, and sequels, which sometimes comes out during the pandemic as movies release. (laughs) (laughs) Anastasia, Terrence, and myself, along with two other great hosts, Maria and Zane, do One More Drink, our more comedic podcast about whatever we want it to be. I, alone with Justin from UCB, do How Do You Figure about action figure collecting. Anastasia does Serial Killer about breakfast cereal and serial killers the Hysterical Podcast, a history comedy podcast, and Terrence Mann's The Hollywood Already Did It YouTube channel where we cover everything that we don't cover on our podcast. Like, were you listening? Like, so here's the thing. Like, you should say that with, so there's no fucking reason you shouldn't hear us, okay? We all doing we're, something. We're doing shit. You about everything. Because Blake just literally was like, yeah, I host. Blake was like, so I'm like on nine different podcasts. And somebody's listening like, who hurt him? Like, why does he talk that much? So who, many. Why won't they hug him? Somebody don't love him. The pandemic, nobody hugged nobody. <laughs> <laughs>
So he need to make a Lisa. He need to do his own weird science. So he's not alone. So he ain't got to keep talking. Thank you guys. And oh goodbye. <laughs>